Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, October 28, 2018. Our text for the day comes from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19, which are as follows. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather, O God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that is really life. If I had to take a guess, I have a feeling that there was... um, probably some eye-rolling about this topic coming up in our series on being a disciple in the United Methodist tradition. I have a feeling, I'm not going to take a poll, that there might be someone who says, I do not want to hear another sermon about money or giving. Even if it's one of the top two things Jesus talked about, I don't want to hear it. The church talks about money too much. The pastor talks about money too much. It drives too much. And I got news for you. I'm not preaching about money today. This is where y'all say amen. amen. What I'm going to talk about today instead is your faith. This is where you say amen. Uh-huh, this is where we have the nervous laughter. Because the thing that's wild is that People think money, they think that giving to the church is about money and about maybe control and about this idea that it's my money, which is just kind of like, no, you have nothing. Everything belongs to God. And there were many different ways we could go We're looking at the idea about a disciple's giving. But the fact of the matter is, there is a lot of confusion when we think that it's about money. And there's a lot of confusion when we think it's about control. And this idea that I will do this or that if this or that happens the unintended consequence of saying I'll give or not give based on what I, whether I'm happy is you've just put a for sale price on your pulpit and you've just put a for sale price in your congregation. And unless your name is Buffett, Bezos, or Gates, somebody out there's got more money than you. It's for all those reasons that today's sermon is not about money and it's not about giving. Because when we reduce our giving to about money, then we've already missed the whole point. Going back to the earliest days of the faith and putting the first fruits of our labor. After all, I was uh, telling Sam this morning that uh, when I was in Raymond, Louisiana, the chair of my then staff parish committee said, I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going deer hunting. This is not where you say amen, by the way. And I said, okay, John, that's fine. I said, just remember 10% comes back to the church. 
The next week, his wife walks in my office and says, John, did you one better? Not only did he do 10% of the meat, but he bought you the backstrap, which is the best of it all. She said, so I think he did meet the standards of not only the first fruits, but the best fruits. Oh, that was some good, man. Ooh. Sam, I'm not trying to put a thought in your head when you go hunting to maybe bring me some backstrap or something, but if that's what you get out of it, then I'm not going to stop you. But it's not about money. It's not about giving. What is it about? Why is it that it's one of the vows of membership that we take when we join a United Methodist Church? Well, remember, Paul's writing to Timothy here, and for those who may not be familiar with Paul or Timothy, Paul is the most prolific writer of the early church era. Paul was as an evangelist who went and spoke. Uh, Paul was a Methodist, I hate to tell you this, because he rode the circuit from church to church, and he wrote letters. To, and Timothy was one of his young church leaders. And Paul was writing to Timothy about ways to exercise the apostolic ministry. And Timothy is hearing from Paul some words about how to preach to those in the world who may think that everything is theirs. And we start out, and the first thing we see in these brief three verses from Paul to Timothy is this. First thing we see is that a disciple's giving reflects their priorities. A disciple's giving reflects their priorities. And right there, Vance said it well. As for those who in, who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. It's hard. We live in the most prosperous society in human history. We live in a time where the poorest among us have so much more than the wealthy of previous eras. And nowhere does Scripture denigrate anyone for having assets. But what Scripture does do is issue some warnings about what happens with our stuff and what we do with our stuff. Number one of which is it's not our stuff, but it's God's. I doubt there's any of us who haven't said to ourselves, man, if I just had a little bit more, if I just had a little bit more, if I had just a little bit more, because our standards keep shifting. And the fact of the matter is, we read in Scripture that a new heaven and a new earth is coming, and all the things of this world are going to be washed away. The challenge you and I have to address this morning is where are our priorities? Are our priorities on our agenda? Or are they on God's agenda? Are we putting our hope in our money? Are we putting our power in our money? 
Are we trying to use money as our influence? Are we trying to put a for sale sign on everyone and everything and we're going to buy and sell whoever and we're going to use our money as a weapon? Paul says right there, don't set your hope on the uncertainty of riches. But then he moves on, he says, but not only do you not put your focus there, he says, but rather on God. Put our focus rather on God. Which gets us to the second thing we learned today. A disciple's giving is a statement about their view of God. A disciple's giving is a statement about their view of God. It's hard. It's very hard to live a life totally focused on God. Especially when our stuff is in front of us. And therein lies the point. If it's our stuff, if we say things like it's my money or I'm going to do this with my money, the view you have of God in making that statement is that God is irrelevant. If we start talking about me and my, those are words that are not compatible with the gospel. They are not compatible with the teachings of the Christian tradition. We focus on God. That is the instruction that Paul tells Timothy to give to the churches that are under his leadership. The question then becomes, what does our giving say about our view of God? What does living up to that mean? What does it say about our view of God? Do we, in fact, look at one who's given us everything and we are to use it for his glory? Or do we look at God as kind of an afterthought? Because everything I have is mine. It comes from the sweat of my brow. It comes from the hard work that I have done. It comes from the investments I have made. It comes, I am a, there is no room in the gospel for the concept of a self-made person. We are all God-made. Yes, we do have responsibilities to use the gifts and the talents that God has given us, but we are a creation of God's grace and nothing else. But you go on and he says in the next verse, they are to do good. Remember, he's talking about those in the present age who are rich. And remember, we may not have everything we want. But he goes on and he says, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. He says, focus on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to be good, to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. A disciple's giving is indicative of God's goodness. 
A disciple's giving is indicative of God's goodness. Do we really look at life in that way? Do we really look at how we use the assets God has given us to be stewards of for this season in a way that our use of those assets, the use of our income, is indicative of God's goodness? Because remember, when it comes to giving to us, God gave us everything, including but not limited to His only Son, our Lord. What did we say? Yeah, in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who, was, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. That's what God has given. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God loves creation. That's how good God has been to us. Is there anybody here who thinks they deserve God's grace? Show of hands. Anybody that thinks they deserve God's grace? Nope. I didn't think so. We've been given God's grace because of the goodness of God. Do we have within us the same generosity of spirit toward God's house? that God has shown us in Jesus Christ. But you notice he says, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may be able to, they may take hold of the life that is really life. A disciple's giving builds a foundation for their future. A disciple's giving builds a foundation for their future. Wait a minute, preacher. I think you missed the boat on that one because after all, we are, by grace we have been saved and this is not by our works so that no one should boast for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So, you're telling me my giving builds a foundation for our future? And yet, the same guy's right to Timothy says, uh, well, hold on a minute. By grace, you've been saved. Here's the deal. With, and, I, and I speak as one who does his best to live this out. And no matter what happens, try to increase our commitment to Christ and his church every year. We must understand that how we manage our assets, how we manage our income, how we manage our money is preparing us for our future. The question is, what does the evidence show? Does the evidence show that we are preparing ourselves to enrich the work of the kingdom of God? Does our giving show a spirit of generosity? Or does our spirit giving show a spirit of pettiness and selfishness and self-centeredness? Are we building up for ourselves a future that says, I gotta have more, I gotta have more, I gotta have more, I gotta have more, I gotta have more? Or are we building up a future 
which says it's all God's and it's to be used for His glory. A disciple gives and there's no two ways around it. And as people called Methodists, we believe not only in the tithe, but we also believe at second and third mile giving. And we believe in that not for our own sake, but for the kingdom of God. And these three brief verses from, from Paul's letter to Timothy challenge us all to remember that our giving reflects our priorities. Our giving is a statement about our view of God. Our giving is indicative of our view of God's goodness. And our giving builds a foundation for our future. As any coach in America will tell you, you will play as you practice. Let us be people who give and give generously because of the tremendous work that God has done in us. Let us remember that none of it is ours. Let us remember it is not to be used for our glory. It is not to be used so we get what we want. It's not to be used as a weapon. It's not to be used as a bribe, but it is to be used in a way that expands the kingdom of God. Because giving is not about money. Giving is not about budgets. Giving is not about overhead. But giving is about the condition of our hearts and is a direct reflection of our faith in God. And the beautiful thing about being United Methodist is we believe that a life of faith is a continuous journey. And if it means stepping up a little bit from this year and moving toward and eventually getting there with a tithe and beyond, that's fine. But may we never, ever, ever buy into this idea that giving is about anything more than a personal statement of faith. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church, Deritter, Louisiana. You can find out more about us at fumcderitter.org. Thank you and have a great day.